You're tuned in to the Big Shiny Podcast. You can find new episodes every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. Hey guys, this is Tom. What's up guys, this is Kylie. This is Nick. Hey, this is Lucas. And this is Tyson. You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. John Shocker to be straight, and I'm worried about his toxins. Like, I don't want you to have toxins in your blood, dog. You, you got to clear those acids out. You don't want to be too basic. You want to ionize too much. You got to stay away from batteries, cell phones. You got to put seashells on that shit to keep the waves from getting into your brain. I was gonna do a CrossFit gym, but like, you don't want to drag a tire my... up and down the street. No, no. I mean, I'm okay <laughs> with doing that, but like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I jump in front of the mirror, and my Budding bosoms bounce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel. It's upsetting. Okay, man. Just buy a bunch of compression shorts and t-shirts. And then the weights around. aren't real. They're all like it's. You can get five pound weights, but you can make it look like it's fifty, and yeah. you can just throw that shit around. That's all CrossFit is. Get, get so swole, bro. No, I, I legitimately want to do this. I'm out of shape. CrossFit's fucking dumb. And like, <laughs> there's better ways to work out, man. I know. But yeah, but this, if it works for you. This is like, again, dude in recovery owns a CrossFit gym. It's super cheap. <laughs> now he's, I do is he's just addicted amazing. to CrossFit instead of drugs. Yeah. I mean, we all got our thing. That's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> um, Tom, you went and got shit-faced in Vegas. Yeah. Did, you know what, oh, you also did Evo. I also did Evo. <laughs> I'm also disappointed because, so, we were going to, like, Vegas, the strip is like Pokemon heaven. But it was so fucking hot, ain't no way that happening. Like, we came out of the hotel one night at, like, midnight, 1230, and it was 106. And we all walked out and went, nope. Nope. <laughs> what kind of Pokemons are in? A lot of desert, desert. fire type, a lot of Growlithe, a lot of... And then, like, by Caesar, not Caesars, uh, by the Bellagio, where there's that big fountain, there was, like, tons of water spawns. Oh, nice. But mainly, like, Sandshrew, Growlithe. Is that me? I'm not broadcasting any information. Well, your scan it scans, it always scans. Um all that shit. So it was cool. But yeah, I went to Evo. Um huge year for Evo. Uh it was the finals were broadcast on ESPN three? ESPN two or three? Probably three. Um, Ocho? Had, the Ocho. <laughs> the, Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. Something. But it had it had over just the ESPN broadcast had over two million unique views. Um, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like, yeah. It's a fighting game tournament, and that's a thing that happened. It was at the Mandalay Event Center, which was super sweet because it was in, like, this giant fucking arena. There was, like, no seat was a bad seat, right, because it's built for this. So you're sitting, and you can see everything. And they had um, – the, the production value was actually really cool. So they had – the Evo logo was the stage. And then they were using, you know, projectors, and they were projecting the character that each player played onto the stage. Oh, that's cool. So, like, when they would announce them, they'd come out, they'd come walking out, and then their character would be displayed on the side of the stage they were sitting on. It was super sick. They giant I assume this is, like, for the finals. Yeah, the top yeah. eight. Like, so, Tom, you never got a... No. <laughs> no, I didn't get my, my Nash Holographic shot down Nash. There. No. <laughs> they didn't yell my name. Thomas Winkley! And then I would have tripped and fell. And, oh. No, um, it was pretty then sweet. I would have been like, Team Instinct! <laughs> <laughs> there was only one. There's actually only one American Kinda that made smart. it to top eight, which is pretty crazy. But it was a super rad guy. He's from uh, New York. 
Uh, really cool. His, his gamer tag is Li Joe. His name is like Joe Compansarelli or some like weird Italian. Sounds stereotypical yeah. New York. But he's yeah. and he dude he's like your stereotypical <laughs> New York bro. Like it's the funniest thing. Like he has that thick Eastern accent, like Eastern East Coast accent. It's but he's actually a super nice guy. And like when he got into top eight, like they uh, a bunch of his friends when they saw that they actually called his dad and let him know. And his dad woke up the next morning and flew to Vegas to like be there on the sidelines. It was pretty sweet. Oh, that's cool. So how did you do? Oh, uh, I did okay. I did. I went two and two. Um, so I my first match was actually against the guy that got out of our pools, and we went to last match last round, and he barely beat me. Um, and really, it was just... Is that when you didn't hit jab? No, that was not. That was actually... I played really, really well. Um, that's actually a bad... So the character, he plays Dalsam, and I play Charlie Nash. And Dalsam is actually a really bad matchup for Nash. So it was a blend of that and a blend of just I got outplayed a little bit. Uh, my next one, I just mopped the floor with the next two kids. It was really fun. And then the next one I played, an Akali player, and that's when I was hitting too many buttons. So they were catching me in really stupid Did stuff. You panic? Uh, not as much of a panic, more of like a disrespect. Like he, the first match, I completely crushed him, and he was really shitty. And so I was just kind of nonchalant about the rest of it. But he adjusted his game; it did well, and I didn't adjust back. So, um, is there like but, a dark, seedy underbelly to Evo? Not like really. Smoke-filled um, room and the Asian so guys yelling "Demoroy." There, <laughs> there used to there used to be like back in like in the early days like Super Turbo um, arcade. That's how arcades were in like Chicago, New York. Like they were smoke-filled rooms. You'd go in, you'd put money down, you'd play. Um, and there are cash games. Like you can play cash games. You can gamble on the matches, but it's not like it's not CD. Like it's a bunch of fucking white kids like throwing dollar bills at each other. It's nothing like you would imagine. People, as far as I know, people aren't getting their knees broken. Wait, white kids? So it's like a lot. Like there's, it's got a really diverse crowd, but like for the most part, yeah, it's like I bunch of white kids, Asian kids. Exactly. That's, American <laughs> that's kids. what I picture. <laughs> so, but you have to realize though, this is in Vegas, so. It's mostly populated by Americans, right? Uh, they actually announced for the first time they're going to do Evo Japan next year, too. So that will be interesting. I'm going to probably try to go out to that because it'll be cool to see, you know, not as many American players are going to be able to get out there. So it'll be interesting mm. to see if it's fiercer competition at, like, the lower levels. Because in Japan, it's a culture thing, right? Like, a lot of people in Japan, they get off work at 5, they stop by the arcade, and in Japan, it's still like that. People are smoking in the arcade, throwing cash down, playing games, and that's what they do after work every day. And so, like, the casual play at Japan is much stronger than the casual play here. So. Sounds terrifying. It's mm. it's interesting. It's super cool. Like the game is really it's a really it's a really fun game to study. I think. You're visiting Japan and you walk by like a cool looking arcade and you're like, I'm gonna go play some games here in Japan and check out this mm -hmm. Japanese arcade and then just someone just wrecks your shit and punches you in the face for sucking. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. And they oh, throw you out into the street. God damn. Um but it, it was it was really sweet. Evo was pretty cool. It was the only like if I had a critique is that it's becoming very like they know they're becoming a big deal, therefore they're like a lot of the vendors are charging accordingly and I had that was really frustrating to me to see like just some of the prices on things like the first year I went you registered it was so it's 60 it's 50 bucks to get a spectator pass gets you in for all three days which for a convention is actually really cheap like it's super cheap for like a big convention and then to register for a game it's ten dollars so it's 60 bucks to get in right and when you registered you got a t-shirt and like a lanyard and you're in so this year it was $30 for the two-day pass to get into the main convention center. The ticket for Mandalay was 45 
plus you had to pay all the venue fees, plus you had to register for the game. So to get in all three days was like 110 bucks, And all you got was a lanyard which with a typo on it. It was the, the champion. Part. Oh, yeah. Where it's in my bag. The Evo Championship Series. Like somehow mm, the P oh just got left God. off. And then that's all you get. So then they were selling Evo merchandise, and an Evo shirt was like 45 bucks, Fuck that. And a jersey was 150 And like a beer glass was 20 It's like, come on, you guys. Like, I get it. It's bigger. But... You know, there's there's part of the thing about the fighting game movement that's cool is it's it's very grassroots. Like a lot of the other esports and like you know Dota, StarCraft, they went very corporate very quick and went to these arenas. And this is more of like a friendly organization. Like it's the type of thing where you jump on Twitter in Vegas and you're like, hey, I'm looking for games. Who's playing? And five people are like, oh, we're at this hotel in this room. Come play. And you meet up with people from some other city and play Street Fighter. Like it's pretty cool. Um, so it's it's. I mean, it has nowhere to go but up, and I get they're growing, but that was actually kind of frustrating. Or, like, um, one of the things you can do, because, you know, Street Fighter Four was around for 10 years, and now we're into 5, and it's PS4 only. So before, people had arcade sticks that were for PC or for 360. Right. So you have to modify them somehow. And this, there was this booth that was charging just, like, stupid money for stuff. Like, the there's adapters you can get that you just plug it in, and it converts it, and it's a $35 thing. You buy it online right. any day of the week, 35 so this booth, I went there because I didn't have a line. I'm like, hey, like I need an adapter. They're like, oh, that's 50 bucks. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, it's 35, dude. Like everywhere. Like that's the MSRP. He goes, yeah, but your Evo is 50 bucks. And then I looked over at the booth across the hall and they had it for 35. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go pay normal price like over there. But then I started looking down their price list and it was like, convert your stick from 360 to PS4, $160, $170. Like, you can buy a new arcade stick for 200 bucks. Jesus. And so it's it's very, like, a lot of people are trying to capitalize on, like, the size and the scope, and that was kind of frustrating. Um, but for the most part, though, it was super cool. It was a great experience. Uh, super fun tournament. Like, it's neat, too, because it's they do all the games together, and everybody is, like, super friendly. So we were sitting, and Street Fighter was playing on a screen over here because they weren't the main event of Saturday. And Killer Instinct was on the screen in front of us. And then they did, like, a they cut from that and did Tekken 7. And I know jack shit about Tekken, right? But it's on this massive screen. There's subwoofers pumping. It's loud, so you're watching it. And, like, some of the combos were happening. I go, oh, okay, he, whatever he did, he hit a button. The guy flashed, and he extended the combo. And we're like, how does he, like, what is that? How does that mechanic work? And this kid in front of us turned around and was like, oh, well, in Tekken, if you hit this series of buttons, it's kind of like an EX in Street Fighter, and it extends the move out. Or I'm like, and we're like, oh, we get it. And how do you build this meter? He's like, oh, you do this thing, and then you get it. And we're like, oh. And suddenly we kind of understood Tekken. And then, like, we went to their website, and some guy was like, oh, yeah, Tekken's a lot slower, frame data's different, here's a reference to look at. And we looked, and we're like, oh, now we understand Tekken. And suddenly it was that much more fun because random guy sitting in front of us took two minutes to explain it. So it's right. very friendly. Um, you know, people are, like, high-fiving and yelling, and pretty cool. So before I move into the next subject, i got to ask you, like I ask you, every year you go to Evo, what place did you come in? Like 2,200th out of 5,000, something like that. Say it again. Like 2,200 out of 5,000. Oh, I thought you said 200. No. Like, that's no. not bad at all. <laughs> so, so they had, this is the biggest Street Fighter entrance ever. There was like 5,300 entrants. So to even, so they had to do two rounds of pools. So normally there's 128 to 256 pools, and that gets you into the top qualifying tournament. To even, so in this one, if I would have won two more matches, I would have gotten out of round one pools and gone into round two pools. And then after round two pools, it was the top 128. So I did better than like probably 40% of the people that entered ish. That's not bad. 
Not bad at all, because at least 25% people don't even win a match. It's true. And I won two, Dan. Good job. I kind of just want to go next year. And it's super fun, man. Catfish people. <laughs> <laughs> just like invite them to a private game in my room and just be like, yeah, we'll play in a minute. Just eat these celery sticks. Read this book for a second and see how long I can See how long they hang out. <laughs> There's like no monitors in your room, no systems, just you and your underwear. Be a yeah, plate like, of celery sticks. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> like easy chicken poison. Oh, I don't believe in beer, so here's some water bottles. <laughs> I put some peanut butter and raisins on the celery sticks. <laughs> Ants on a log. Ants on a log. Um, Tom, how's No Man's Sky? I want to hear your opinion on it. It's everything I. <sighs> I don't. I don't so Enough said, let's move on. Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> I, he doesn't hate it. He doesn't love yeah. it. It's, it's <laughs> in the middle. It's, ex- it's exactly what I expected. Um, I've pretty much avoided any reviews. I haven't read anyone's thoughts on it. But I spent five solid hours flying around in a spaceship exploring space, and I was totally enthralled. So it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. Um, I'm really happy with the mechanic, or like the the lack of tutorial is pretty cool. Like, they essentially drop you on the planet, and they're like, hey, you're on this planet. It's, you know, randomly generated. It could be toxic. It could be whatever. Um, Okay, good luck, bro. It's like, you need to fix your engine so you can get off the planet. And then you have to start, like, digging through the interface. Like, okay, well, I need plutonium to fix this. I don't – how do I get plutonium? Like, and you just start working it out. So then you get – you have, like, a phaser gun, and it has a mining laser on it. So you can go and, like, mine rock, and there's different minerals everywhere. Um, and then you can go and discover all these outposts. And as you discover outposts, you'll find like little caches of drop stuff. Sometimes they'll have stuff. Sometimes they won't. Um, but it's it's great. I mean, it's ma- the scope is massive. Um, there's been a lot of blowback as far as there was a lot of stuff said early on, similar to Fable, where you know you were supposed to be able to interact with other people. So, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. And it's I believe it's for two reasons. One, I feel like these guys were like, wow, actually doing that would be really fucking hard. Um, I think also, two, the game is a procedurally generated system, and there's literally billions of planets in the game. So the odds of you being able to find your friend are like one in a million anyway. Right. So why? Why? But then two people did find each other already. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, I think what they did for that is I don't think it was two friends. I think it was two people. It's, it wasn't two. Friends. They were two people that were on the same. Planet. Yeah, it was yeah. two random people, and but. they couldn't see each other. And I think like that's what people are using as leverage. And honestly, like in my opinion of the game so far, and I'm only you know four and a half five hours. No Man's Sky. They were very vague in the description. They were very like like finding other planets and discovering friends was something they talked about. But everything else, it was like this is going to be a totally immersive, randomly generated world with millions of combinations and possibilities, and you're going to explore and discover. And people took that, and I feel like they just like spun up on it. Like this is like they painted this game as like this is going to be the best game ever made in the history of ever, and it's going to do all these things for me, and it's going to be all this wonder. And then when it came out, and it was just fine, it was just average. They lost their shit. And for me, I was like, oh, this is very much what I expected. Like I'm scanning plants, I'm finding these weird looking animals, and scanning them, and then I'm going to this thing. Oh, I can jump into space and go to a random star system, and I'm learning a language. Like it was very. It, it felt like everything I thought it was going to be. And so I, I think it's great. I, it's not for everybody. I think this game is not... I think that's another problem is this game, the hype was so big. This seemed like a game that is for everybody. And I don't think it is. Like, one of my buddies was asking, he was like, can I play it? And I'm like, it'll break you. Because he's the type of person that has to... He has to collect everything in a game. He has to 100% a game like this. And it, you, just, you can't. And because of that, everything feels very insignificant. Um, for example, the starting—I pl- was on the starting planet for three and a half hours, 
And I looked, and I had like 33% of it done. And the game had been telling me to get off the planet and go fix my jump drive for like an hour. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go do that. And now I'm in a completely different star system, and everything that I had discovered back on that other planet, I just don't care. It doesn't matter, because now I'm on another planet with more stuff to discover, and I'm probably going to leave that planet in like an hour and go to a different planet. Is there like, any like uh, like plot or objective there that, is, guides, that I haven't, guides you? So there's, there's stuff that guides you. It's more like... So the story is really vague so far. I've heard there is a story, and I haven't gotten too deep into it. But where I'm at right now is I found these, like, communicators, and I found this pod for a thing called Atlas. And it was like, embrace me, follow Atlas. And so I'm like, okay, sure. And it didn't do anything. It just was kind of there. Um, but then I've started finding drops that have given me power-ups for my ship from these two twins called, like, Aldo and Petro or something like that. And they're like, abandon Atlas, come find us. So that's all of the story I've gotten so far. Hmm. So there's there's something, but I haven't dug deep enough to get it, because I am spending a ton of time just like wandering around and looking at shit. And I, for me, I think it's really neat too that like you get to a space station, and there are just ships parked, and you can just walk over and talk to the owner of the ship and just buy their ship from them and be like, I want your ship, how much? And then you can buy it and jump in that ship, and now that's your ship, and you fly off. Right. Um, but. I'm not like I haven't formulated like a huge opinion on it. Again, I I think the biggest thing is this is not for everybody. For me, this is more like my buddy described it perfectly. He's like, dude, get high, play No Man's Sky. <laughs> like that's what this game is. Like you listen to a kind of a spacey synth soundtrack. You're flying around in space. There's space battles. I got jumped by a bunch of random spaceships last night, and I wasn't expecting it, and I died. <laughs> and so then I had to like get back in my ship and fly out and find my body and get my ship back. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know I could fight other spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> like you just don't know like you, yeah. and so I think that stuff's pretty cool um, there's weird like robot sensors roaming these planets and if you like interact with them they fight you and you have to kill them but then you get like titanium and stuff from them so I, I have no idea why they're there I hope they explain it you know I had no idea why I was on this alien planet like it just feels very much like if this happened to you as a person this is exactly how it would be like if you just ended up on a planet and you didn't speak the language and you didn't know anything about anything and all you had was some tech is exactly how I would have to figure shit out. So I love that part of it because it's just kind of a great like good way to clear out and just go do this really cool shit and everything is really good looking, everything is pretty. I sat and mined gold for like 45 minutes because I'm like, oh, gold, it must be valuable. I've never, so far I have not had a use for the gold and I've got like 500 units of gold just in my backpack. Um, there's a currency system, so like you can sell and buy stuff. I like it a lot. I just, I mean, it I, sounds interesting enough that I'd want to try it out if I had a PlayStation. Yeah, but I'm I, not gonna go. I wouldn't buy a console for it, and I yeah. don't. And again, like that's why I just believe this isn't for everybody. Like, if you want a game that's gonna like take you through like a really epic story, right? Like, you want a really big story. This isn't the game for you. Or if you want a game like you know The Witcher or Elder Scrolls, where you go through this insane story, but there's all these side quests. This isn't the game for you. Like, really, I think this game is them just being like, here's this universe. Do what you will with it. And they're patching it really aggressively. And so I hope that I as they like keep... big day one. Yeah, and that added, like, more unique monsters and animals. It adjusted the planet algorithm. It added, like, this... It added three story paths. So there's a lot to it, I think. Um, I, I honestly, to God, just believe that people, like, in their mind, like, this is going to be the best game ever made. And then when it was just not and they freaked out and I think that for what it is it's really fun Yeah. but I'm enjoying it a lot I don't think I don't I don't know that you would enjoy it I know like if you're the type of person that likes 100% a game you won't enjoy it I'm and, not that type of person but I'm also a person that gets turned off by too much having to mine minerals and shit like that right. like too much like resource mining yeah 
like really turns me off and like on a game and i've heard that there's a lot of that there's a ton of it like before you like are able to upgrade your like mining tool like it can it can take you a while to yeah well and like even like the opening part you know it's like oh you need to go to this mineral is i didn't mineral called like halcyte i think it was called or halcyon or halcerion and it was like oh it's over here and it was like an, an eight and a half minute walk it was like you're eight and a half minutes away and i'm like what and so i literally just walked for eight minutes across this landscape and of course i'm like stopping and looking at stuff and mining other stuff and so it took me like 30 minutes to get there but then i got there and then i got my ship fixed and now it's like oh i can just jump on my ship and fly there and so now you know stuff takes not very long like i even like jump to like you can jump drive to another galaxy i think it makes you wait like a minute and you go to another galaxy so but you can only jump short distances right now until you upgrade i like it it's fun it's i just don't think it's for everyone and i think for me this will be a game that like when I just want to unwind and kind of cruise through a galaxy, I'll jump in and play it. But I'm not, like, I don't think this will be something where I'm spending hours a day on it, like, probably a few hours a week, maybe an hour a month. Like You don't foresee yourself just sitting down and grinding it. No, like, and, and I think that's the biggest thing, is people want to sit down and just, like, digest this whole game and spend years in it, and I don't, I don't think it's made for that. I think it's made to go explore and find cool shit, and then as they patch stuff in, maybe new cool things will come along. But Fair enough. Definitely not, not, I don't think it's game of the year, but I think it's fine. Um, all right, I want to talk about the uh, Telltale Games Batman game. Uh, episode one just came out, uh, I think, last week. As of this recording, and I've heard this is pretty adult, right? Like, it's a pretty adult. Yeah, Batman. it's it's an, it's an adult Batman. Um, I really really like what they've done with it. Um, so your Batman, they're they're pretty vague on like how long you've been Batman for. Um, but pre- you're pretty new. Like, you don't have an established relationship with Lieutenant. Gordon, not Commissioner Gordon, but Lieutenant Gordon. Um, and that's something like in episode one um, that, you know, you make some, some of the decisions impact your relationship with him. And um, they have taken Batman and Telltale was kind of given free reign to say, create your own Batman, like your own take on the Batman universe. So there's like some differences in there that are that sound weird, but like in game really work and work well and i see what they're doing to develop because i mean batman being the loner that he is to do a telltale game around that might be kind of difficult like otherwise like your only decision making person that you'd ever have to talk to would be like alfred uh, yeah alfred, <laughs> should i do this or should i do this yeah. i'll take the sandwich over the soup this <laughs> evening yeah. um but in this one uh so you play both as bruce wayne and batman so like it alternates um and my understanding is that in some of the later episodes so there's five episodes um that are going to be coming out um that at some points you'll actually get to choose on to whether to handle situation as Batman or as Bruce. Mm -hmm. And so that you don't get that opportunity in episode one, but I I do hear that that's at some point you get that was disappointing because that was a huge selling point for them. Yeah. In this first chapter and I kept waiting for it and it just, Oh, so you played it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Good. Then I got someone to bounce off. So, um, first off, uh, as like the Bruce Wayne storyline goes, um, you are the benefactor for Harvey Dent's campaign for mayor's office. Um, and so some of like the decision points and plot points like involve Carmine Falcone and like whether or not, like, I mean, it's, like it can be stressful, like whether or not, like even just deciding to like shake his hand. <laughs> I didn't shake. I didn't shake either. I stuck it to Falcone. Yeah, I stuck I was it to him. Rude as could be. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Like the rudest options. Yeah. I was just like spitting in his face. Um, and so that's that's like one plot line. Um, there's it starts off like uh, you stop a robbery of a vault and Catwoman shows up 
and she's new like you've never seen her before um and so there's some plot stuff with uh with catwoman <clears throat> and then also does it, does it show you uh, batman's origin no no you are you i got the that you are like year one batman right now like you're what year yeah, one yeah, like, yeah. this is your first year as batman yeah like you're six maybe six months to a year into being batman yeah. at this point the there big... is one point where they do mention uh like his parents being killed in the alleyway they talk about it um but like the closest thing you get to a flashback is uh your mansion gets raided by the police um and uh one of the police officers while he's taking a box of evidence away knocks over a picture and he picks it up and it's him with his parents and while he's looking at it like some shadows on the wall show like a guy gunned down two people and then like and then someone walks in and he snaps out of it that's the only flashback you get um it's interesting what they did with uh cobblepot how he was a childhood friend um so he kind of shows up unannounced and it turns out uh the penguin was a childhood friend of yours and he's not the penguin at this point i don't know if he will become the penguin at some point during this the show he has no penguin like quality no just not at all. his dad does because there's a bust yeah. of his dad in the park the, in cobblepot park his dad looks like Classic what we've penguin. cut yeah exactly yeah um, so that that's a cool change that they've done. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what else? Um, so while you're thinking, I want to ask both of you, because I know you've played multiple Telltale games. You've played, mm-hmm. what, like Wolf Among Us? and Wolf Among Us. Walking uh, Dead. No, not Walking Dead. Um, I, I'll pl- or I take it back. I played episode one of Walking Dead. I okay. also did. I um, Wolf Among Us. And then Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones. So how does it fall? Like, how good is it in comparison? Like, is it one of your favorites? Is it middle? Is it just as good as? I'd say right now. I mean, it's only those other games I, I played all the way through, right? Well, right, With right. the exception of Walking Dead. Um, so it's hard to judge it off of episode one. But, like, I really enjoyed it. I play, I've actually played it through twice. The first episode so far i did two saves i did one like like kind of like these games i can't help but like subject myself like into into that role right so it's like oh well if i was batman this is like what i would do right and you played it pretty straight batman-esque um and which then, batman though huh are you playing keaton kilmer which one um i'd say clooney <laughs> 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 um, Gave him the Clooney. Yeah. But like, for instance, there's at one point where you're interrogating a guy, and you have three options: you can break his ribs, break his skull, or um, break the barrels next to him to intimidate him. And so, like, the first time I played through, I did I played it pretty straight Batman, like intimidation, like not, not hurting anyone unless you absolutely have to, that uh, kind of thing. I broke those ribs. Oh, so the, the <laughs> second the yeah, second time through, I still played it as like Batman, but like ultra violent Batman. And so, like, I smashed in the guy's head, like. Commissioner Gordon or Lieutenant Gordon, like, really is pretty wary of me at this point. <laughs> like, like just ultra violent, like, you know, not taking a life, but, you know, if he's in the hospital after I'm done with him and he dies in the hospital, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, that was just poor, that was poor hospital care, right? <laughs> um, so I, I've got two game saves and I'm going to kind of play those parallel, um, especially because this is the first time I played a Telltale game where I've jumped on on episode one and I'm now waiting for the, yeah, the next episode. Yeah, so you have episodes. time to go back. Yeah, so I have time to go back um, and play each of the episodes. Um, the Harvey Dent stuff is really cool. Um, I think it's an interesting choice that they're, um, one of the plot points is you're um, bulldozing Arkham Asylum hmm. and building a new Martha and Thomas Wayne mental institute that's supposed to be better. Um, no sign of the Joker so I mean, far. they don't have to do much to make it better. Everyone's always breaking right? Arkham. <laughs> right, Um, I don't know. What did you th- What did you think of it, John? Like what? I mean, in terms of 
playing. I'm trying to develop my bat mythos. I'm right. hurting people as much as possible. So the fear, I will have to stop hurting people down the road. Like I'll no longer have to do it. I don't, I'm a Batman nerd. I love this game. And it's good. Yeah, it's really it's good. Really How good. much is it? Uh, it's twenty five dollars for the season pass. Yeah. So that'll that gets you season, episode one right now, and then all of the forthcoming. Yeah, I have episodes. yet to play a Telltale game. Oh, my question oh, is: is the disc version comes out September? Right, and they're speculating that's when episode two will come out too. Is it just? I don't know how that works with. Telltale. It'll just be episodic. It'll just be. But when you buy the disc, like, what does that do for you? Do you have a disc? But no, like, is it just DLC episode one and two? And yeah, and like you you're still, you're still, rest, yeah, you're yeah. still restricted to the same. Like, okay. like you're not going to get the whole story up front. I, I think they're just doing it for like the collectability, like to okay. say you have a physical. copy Some people for those like to like have that. the physical copy copies, yeah, and and so there's speculation that in September, when the disc is released, that they'll release episode two to coincide with that. So when you get the disc, you get the first two episodes. I have a thing to talk about that I almost forgot when we're done with this. Okay, um, but I like that it gives you a chance, to, like you said, you get to build your own Batman ethos with this and decide how your relationship with Alfred and Lieutenant Gordon and Harvey Dent and uh, Cobblepot and all of those guys is go- is going to go and like you can see like even in episode one you can kind of see the seeds of the separate plot lines that are that are coming um, you know Alfred's very much trying to keep you in control and be like don't don't become a monster right. you know um, Harvey Dent like you know, as Bruce, you know, he knows you as Bruce Wayne. Um, he's he's very much like a politician and willing to make the deals with Carmine Falcone. And but, you know, you're the money behind his campaign. So, you know, you can choose to spit in the face of Carmine Falcone and Harvey may not like that that much. But if you make deals with Carmine, then the public may get wind of this. And now you've kind of ruined the Wayne name a little bit. And then there's like pretty cool plot twists, um, like not plot twists, but like uh plot point that gets revealed about two thirds of the way through the first episode regarding like the Wayne family that I don't want to give okay, away, fair. but it's, it's pretty cool. I'm excited for the next four episodes. Like I'm really, really anxious for it. Like it's, it's I'm, good. I'm laying the groundwork pretty hard with <laughs> Selena <laughs> Kyle. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I will have that. By the yeah. <laughs> well, from the preview, it looks like in yeah. episode two, you might get to already take advantage of that. Um, the other stuff I didn't love, like the detective vision, Oh, where you link the evidence? Yes. See, I think that'll be cool. Like, I enjoyed it the first time I played the episode. The second time when I played the episode, because I already knew what all the clues were, it was like a hassle to have to go through and connect those. So what he's saying is essentially, like, when you come across a crime scene, you analyze, like, all the aspects of the crime scene. And then uh, and then to put the pieces together and figure out what happened and how it plays in, you go through and, like, you'll link two pieces of evidence Find, together. Like, the causality. Yeah, the causality. So, like, I thought that was it was a nuisance the second time I played I think in like a different scenario like a bigger scenario it'll be cooler like later on in the game if they utilize it right but if it becomes something they overutilize because it's definitely a time suck like that that probably that one instance of going to investigate that scene probably is like the longest playing segment mm. of the game that you do yeah um it what what else didn't you like like minor I mean that was big that was really it. it I love the final. Like, do I bash in his head with a statue, or do I smash it on a table? They give oh, you oh yeah the combat system kind of map yeah. out your whole tactic of attack. Yeah, so and then it plays it through as a cutscene. Yeah, so like as Batman, obviously there's some combat to it, right? And so like John just said, like essentially you have this dr- bat drone, and you go through, and you're in Carmine's 
like hideout or whatever penthouse penthouse and you're looking through the window and essentially like okay i gotta take out these five guys to get to carmine all right so i'm gonna plot it out and so you get to like zoom in on a guy like okay he's armed and then there's like three options around you and like in like different varying violence violent techniques i did the statue on one guy and like smashed it his head i'm like jesus christ but like it varies from like you can smash this guy's head into this like hard oak coffee table or you can like gently throw him through the changing yeah like a changing room door (laughs) like that kind of stuff and then and then you know pretty much batman says like okay i've got my tactics set and then you get a play through the cutscene, and there's still like button pressing stuff that you have to do through that but you've already kind of you've gotten to make the decision of that's how cool so then the you situation. can so they're, they're still in a way giving you full control of the combat in a game where it's not about combat yeah exactly i think it's pretty sweet exactly so it's really cool i even like the little things like you get to pick the color of all your bat tech like even though it's just four colors like blue purple red and yellow i believe yeah yellow yeah. but it affects like the look like the overall look of like so so my like lighter tone Batman has like all blue tech. Uh, my darker tone Batman, it's all red and darker. Mm. So kind of cool stuff like that. But I would highly recommend if you're a fan of the Telltale games or if you've never even played a Telltale game, but you've been kind of interested in one, um, Batman is like a good entry point. Everyone knows the Batman stuff and it's just, it's a fun game to play through so far in episode one. So I'm excited to see where the plot goes over the next five episodes and I'm sure I'll bring updates as they're released. So. Did you pick Vicky Vale or Jim Gordon? Um, one of each on each okay, of my playthroughs. Right. Uh, my original one, like my main playthrough, I picked uh, Gordon. Hmm. So before <laughs> oh the Batmobile, I do want to say this about the Batmobile. I like what they did with the Batmobile. It's awesome. On that. It's uh, it's his Lamborghini that he's driving around. I believe. Yeah. Just turns into the Batmobile. That's cool. So mm-hmm. like, so they're like, oh, you've got a, you've your car's around the corner, but you need to get somewhere as Batman. And Bruce just goes, oh, well, I can always change in the car. I'm like, you can't just drive a fucking Lamborghini, like, as Batman. Like, what the hell? And he walks over, and he hits a button, and, like, all this shit starts folding down on the Lamborghini. And then, like, it just turns, like, the color goes from red to black. And turns turns into the Batmobile. So that was really cool. But, sorry, go on. What did you want to? Oh, so I was just going to say, I will never buy a video game on Amazon Prime again. Oh, really? It is garbage, and I hate it. Why? Well, shipping it into the office makes things difficult because they yeah. don't do it like they do at your house. Well, and even then, that's true too. But even then, like, so their whole thing is it's just like the Best Buy program, right? If you buy, if you pre-order or buy a new game on Amazon, you get twenty percent off. And their big tout was like, if you if you pre-order this game through us, you'll get it day one. You'll get it day one. You'll get. I'm like, cool. That's great. I have to work anyway. It'll show up at work. I'll go home. I'll play it. So I didn't get the game until three p.m. the next day. Because when they ship it, they ship it delivered by 8 p.m. And so the game didn't show up by 5. I went home, and then they delivered it, like, at lunchtime the next day because our office was closed, obviously, right. after 5. So it was just – it was kind of a bummer because, like, I get it. Like, they're shipping. They can't control everything. But if you're trying to create a service to replicate, like, this, in my mind, saving the 20% was not worth, like, not getting the game on launch day. Like, that's – the whole purpose of pre-ordering it like right no, I, I, I pre-ordered it for because you said you will get it day one and i did not so i could have literally just rolled into a GameStop, bought it spent an extra 11 dollars had it day one or why bought buy, it digitally. why are you buying physical co- i was gonna say why are you buying physical because i wanted to save the 20 percent, and i wanted right. and okay, i wanted to sense. see how it would work yeah um i have yet to yeah. buy a physical disc for well and, and that's another thing about prime that really pissed me off too is so you can buy a digital you can buy the digital copy through amazon prime but they didn't offer the They discount. will not give you your Prime discount on the digital That's copy. Stupid. So they are making you 
choose the worst version to save money, even though they make, I bet, the same amount of money on the digital. Right. And it costs Sony less to produce the digital version. But they're not giving you the discount. But they're not giving you the discount. So it's like, great. So I still have to wait for shipping. So it's actually, it's, yeah, just really kind of a bummer. Like, I will probably just buy direct through Sony from now on for everything. Um, So, the end. All right. So, real quick before we wrap up, let's talk a little Pokemon Go. Sure. Um, you can wow. correct us on the NES thing. Oh yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the random episode because oh, that's, that's where that's we first fine. talked yeah. about it anyway. Um, so Pokemon Go still a thing? John, John's out. Away. He does not care at <laughs> yeah. all. He's gonna take our phones and smash Pokemon them. No. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> No. Um, so since the game launched, they've come out with some updates. Um, Completely removed Pokemon tracking and then brought it back. Kind of. Nope. Kind of. They didn't bring it back. They just brought it better, have, a worse you, version. Well, yeah, no. Have it, you seen? It's only to select the users. The beta to select users. That's actually pretty cool. Um, so the, the tracking. All right. So here's the thing. They took away the tracking. Um, and then they when they brought it back, the one thing that it does do now, they don't have the three. Like, you still don't know how far away you are from a certain Pokemon that you might be hunting. But the list is accurate. When you catch the Pokemon, it disappears off the list. And the little white bar down in the bottom right actually shows your three closest Pokemon with the one on the far left being the closest one to you. It used to be the farthest right. It was like backwards from what you would think it was. Um, So they've improved mildly improved it from after they took it away. And my understanding, like from Niantic, is essentially like that track that whole tracking system was what was causing a lot of their server problems just mm. the constant updating and having to update all that information since they've taken it away their server uptime has gone through the roof like yeah. it's it's up 99% of the time I would now. agree if i had a critique though like so they they blocked pokevision yep which and sucks. people are like pokevision is cheating making something better is not cheating. Right. And it's not... I used PokeVision. I loved it. Yeah, if you're smart, you do. And I, honest to God, think Niantic needs to just buy it. They yeah. just fucking buy PokeVision and integrate it or yeah. allow it because it's it's not cheating to do something better. In yeah. all fairness, the guy shut it down. Like, Niantic, I mean, they didn't hardball him. They asked him to. And he did it. And he did it. And he didn't shit talk Niantic about it. He just said, yeah. they've asked me to, and I'm going to respect the creators and their vision of the game at this point. Like, hopefully I can work something out where we can bring it back, you know, kind of together. But for right now, I'm going to respect the game creator's yeah. wishes, which I thought was a pretty stand-up move uh, by that guy. Um, some of the other things, uh, they fixed the curveball. It's not such yeah. an aggressive curve yep. anymore, and you get a- actually get credit for it yep. 90% of the time as opposed to, like, 10% of the time, yep. like it was before. That extra 10 XP doesn't seem like a lot, but it's, you know, it's something. But when you're like, you start when you've got a lucky egg going yeah. and you're at a park hitting stops as fast as you can, like it starts to, it's that every little bit helps. Well, I mean, you know, you catch a Pokemon that you've already got and you get 100 XP for it. And then you get the curveball, it's 110 XP. You get a great throw, now it's 140 XP or something like that. And then if you got a lucky egg popped, it's, 300, it's yeah. double that. Yep. So, I mean, getting, th- especially right now, I'm level 24. The grind to level 25 is 150,000 XP. And I'm essentially, when I play the game, each time a Pokemon pops up, I'm getting around 100 XP. Yep. So imagine that grind. Yep. Like, And so that's kind of some of the things I, I'm sure Niantic, I mean, everything I know about Ingress, which Ingress I jumped into late and then didn't really stick with because it was like, I don't know, it was kind of like one of those games that like if you come super late to, it was kind hard. Of, you kind of missed the well, boat. Yeah, especially when everybody's like level 8 to 10. Yeah. And just like, yeah. And so, um, but my understanding is it took them a while to get Ingress, like, 
where it is today in the game that yep. a lot of people still play, yep. right? It, it was the first kind of um, integrated geocaching, yep. uh, what's it called? Augmented reality game, right? Um, and so you've got the naysayers out there that say this game is a piece of shit, probably because they had weird expectations for it. And let's just go out in front. Nintendo doesn't fucking owe you anything. Right. Like people think Niantic like owes them something. Yeah. They, they don't, don't owe you shit. shit. Yeah. They don't owe you like, shit. It's a free game they made. They don't you're their fans. Congratulations, you like Pokemon. They don't fucking owe you anything. And the thing about this game is it is a free game. And I mean yes, if you drop a little cash on it, you you might be a little better off. But the fact of the matter is, like if you're with if you're within driving distance of a reasonable park that you can go walk through or anything like that yep. you'll never run out of pokeballs you'll yep. never run out of potions revives all that stuff you can literally play this game and keep up with the people who are spending money on it for free for free and i mean the people that are spending the money i mean the only real advantage that they might be able to give themselves are through incense and lucky eggs and even then they're not giving them something that, that it's not that big no. of a boost it's not enough of a boost like they might hit the level a week before you do right yep. but you're still going to pr pretty well keep pace with them um, uh, so I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Yep, I'm still I, enjoying it. I'm not playing it as aggressively as I was at first, but I'm definitely like, I mean, today and yesterday were probably the most I've played it in like a month. Yeah, you know, Anna and I went downtown yesterday. She downloaded that we wandered around for two hours, got some coffee after this morning. We went out before the podcast recording and mm -hmm. like hit that park. I probably will get home, sync up all my Pokemon, get rid of the ones I don't want, evolve a few, and then I won't look at the app till like next Sunday. Yeah, and th and that's the thing. Um, I it's. At first, when it first came out, it was one of those things like I was going out specifically to play the game, like going yeah. and taking my lunch at a park um, and hanging out by a Pokestop uh, and um, dropping a lure yep. and kind of just hanging out there for my lunch and, and catching some Pokemons. I still do that every once in a while, but like not as aggressively. But I'll tell you right now, it's still a game that every time like I leave the house, I fire up and I've got running in my yep. pocket. You know, especially yeah. like the grocery store that I frequent is usually a nest for something. There's usually yeah. like I pull into the parking lot and fire up Pokemon Go and there's, yep. uh, you know, five Pokemon hit there because it's a Pokestop as well. So so two more quick things. This would be a long episode. I'm sorry. That's all right. But uh, another mobile game I've been playing a shit ton of, which I'm stunned, is uh, Final Fantasy Expius. And if you don't have it, you should get it. It's free to play. But it's got a really great story. It's a classic, like top-down Final Fantasy. Oh, cool! With um, some like mobile-style combat, uh, pretty sweet. And you like you summon characters from other games into it, and then you can like fuse the characters together to level them up. Way rad. And like again, it's free to play, and it's got a ton of content. And they also did another one called Mobius Final Fantasy, which is more of a 3D one. So mm -hmm. if you're more of a 3D Final Fantasy person, it might be more your grind. But same idea. It's a card-based system where you level cards. The cards will change like what your class is. And so this one's more class-based leveling, where the other one's more weapon-based leveling. Um, but both super cool. Like, I've actually played a ton more mobile games than I ever thought I would this last like six months. So you should yeah. check those out. And also, Shay had a thing he wanted to be mad about. Final, um, Fantasy, Final 15. Fantasy 15. They pushed the release date to November 29th. It Sounds was supposed to come down in September. So, yep. yeah, I was looking forward to that happening. But yep. Have you guys emailed Niantic about that weird glitch, how you guys are on the yellow team? <laughs> Have you? That's right. No? Uh. No, no, hold on. <laughs> so we were actually talking about this, like, when we were walking around the park. I just want yeah. to touch on this because it was, it was an interesting of point course. that you brought up. I had another thing about of. Uh, bug with pokemon though oh, um up? you just reminded me of it saying the teams you can put an egg in when you take a gym and then it's fucked 
Oh, really? What? I didn't know you could put an egg in. How do you get an... Oh, because you just swipe you just left. just swipe, and then you can put an egg in the gym, and then oh, nobody can take the gym. Oh, oh my God, know, I'm going to go do that. Everybody knows yeah, this. I'm doing that at work. I'm do- like, can you read the rewards from that gym? I saw it online. I don't know. Cause, so I don't play hardly ever, but we were walking dogs at Petco last week, and so it was in Sugar House, and I was just grabbing stuff as I went around and I took a gym and I was like sweet now what the fuck do I do and then I was walking a dog so I had to stop paying attention and somebody else took it in that time and I was like oh man if I had to put an egg in there I've been fucked for everybody oh that's crazy so I wonder smart. if they'll start punishing people for that though hmm. that would suck um, oh, have yeah. you guys seen the Pokeball charger like, yes that yeah. thing looks yes. so awesome I just don't want to pay 50 <laughs> bucks for it no. um, but uh, the team instinct stuff is is funny, but I feel like some people take it too far. You talk about you talked about how like pretty much like you can put anything out there in the geek community, and some form of bullying will right. Reveal like itself. it's silly. Like it's it's to a point where people immediately factioned off, and suddenly and, and like I don't like dude. I picked yellow because lightning. Like I oh Zapdos done. Yeah, but it's like. It's an honest to god thing where it's like, oh, your team instinct, you're a retard, and I. It's so weird to me that like that it immediately like factioned and became a thing, and I don't, and it's I see it in everything. It's weird that it became a thing nationwide within like ten because minutes. I in, release, here in Utah yeah. I knew for sure it was probably going to be mostly red versus blue because right. Utah versus BYU and that culture that even if you're not right. that into it like you still kind of I didn't yeah. even think of it that way I was That's, just like I, those oh I'm level up, 10 what team am I going to be on ask your friends not knowing it has nothing to do with other yeah. friends that are on the same team so right. I asked Tom what right. team are you on he's like yellow I'm like okay I'm yellow yeah. and then next thing I know Oh, yellow, you bunch of bitches. <laughs> it's just like, I like giving you guys shit, but I would have given you shit if you're on the blue team, too. If right. you're on the opposite team, I was but always going to like give you shit. But that's like friendly shit talking to friends. Like, so yesterday, I'm walking downtown, and this kid who was this crying little kid, and he's like, <laughs> What color are you on, bro? And I'm like, Oh, I'm on yellow. And he went, Oh, and he kind of rolled his eyes. I'm like, What? You got something to say about it? Yeah. And he just, What? And I'm like, Well, it seems like you have an opinion about that. I'd love to hear it. And his eyes like went wide. And I'm like, yeah, go fuck off, little kid. Well, like, it's just, it's just it's, weird that, like... It's a color on a game yeah. that is free, and we have found a way to, like, try to alienate people based on that. Mm-hmm. And that is a really sad state of the... And, like, you guys... I don't know if you guys... I read a thing this morning about one of the concept artists for Steven Universe. She left Twitter because something... A plot point happened in Steven Universe, and a subset of fans didn't like it, and they went after her for it. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck have we re- like reduced ourselves to where we can't just take something that's supposed to be fun and just fucking have well, fun with it so like the when we stopped to when you stopped to get gas today on our way to the park and i ran in and got an energy drink uh the girl at the counter noticed my shirt which is a team valor yeah. shirt and she right. mentioned she's like oh you team valor so am i like i and i, I got and all she my gave you that energy drink for free probably no i paid for it <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like that kind of interaction is cool too, but it's like, I've had other people ask me and I've asked other people, like, especially when you're walking around and there's lures and there's other people around yeah. and it's like, I've asked people like what team they're on and they tell me team instincts and I just say, Oh cool. Like cool. I'm on team Valor, like a real life interaction, like outside of my friends, like, okay. like, I'm not going to give a complete stranger shit for the color right. that they chose in like a free game. It's so weird to me, like how aggressive people can be about it because like to me i look at it and i think it's a funny fun rivalry to have Uh, apparently there's other people like there was a story you know and whether it's true or not is beyond me but like on the pokemon go reddit like some kid like got punched in the face because he was on team instinct and he walked up to a team valor um gym and was going to take it but the guys who had just taken it were still there and they like straight up like got mad at him for it and like one of them supposedly punched him in the face over it and i'm like 
really this is what this game is going to become yep. like this is this it's, is ridiculous it's, it's sad like it's just it it weirds me out that we like immediately like label factionize and go after each other and i don't it. even know how team yellow became like the dorky like i don't know if there's lore there to like there's no lore like i don't know what happened. i think the people creating this lore have never fucking watched Pokemon. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I just I still love I was telling these guys about it and Nick you'll probably appreciate this but the there's this comic that out there and again it just plays Super into funny. the lore now and it's just this is just becoming part of the lore but uh you know it's the introduction of the the uh gym the heads of the right. or the heads of the teams right so the team valor leader comes out and there's like just a big plume of fire behind him and they throw a pokeball and uh, you know, fire type Pokemon explodes out of it, and then next thing, Mystic takes the stage, and like this big waterfall just erupts behind them. They throw a Pokeball, and water type Pokemon comes flying out, and then it cuts over to the Team Instinct guy, walks out on stage, big old like shock of electricity comes out, and he goes to throw his Pokeball, and like trips over his own fucking shoelace <laughs> and falls on the ground, and his Pokeball just goes rolling off the stage. And it's like that shit is funny, and that yep. stuff is okay, like, but don't be like dicks to other people in real life just because they're yeah. a different color in a silly mobile game but yeah judge them based on their actual skin color right exactly <laughs> like be an actual racist if you're going to be a racist so right? if i'm not back on the podcast as a guest you will know why because i am team instinct well it means i'd have to be off too, so. <laughs> again i don't care that much i think you guys shit for it because i can um all right guys we'll catch you guys next week for the random episode Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at bigshinyrobot.com or tweet at us on Twitter at BigShinyRobot. Hashtag BigShinyPodcast. We'd love to hear from our listeners. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you in part by our sponsors, The Bohemian Brewery, SuperheroStuff.com, and SecretCompassOnline.com. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to also check out our friends over at the Through Being Cool Podcast, Copy Out Delete Podcast, Hello Sweetie Podcast, Full of Sith Podcast, and my podcast, Two Shots. 